From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz on Mocha. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news! Woo! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, the Office is officially getting an Australian remake starring female comic Felicity Ward. Uh, Prime Video Australia is developing a new series based on the show, which, of course, was in the UK and then blew up with the American version. Uh, First, Ricky Gervais was David Brent, and then uh, Steve Carell was Michael Scott. Uh, Per the description, Felicity Ward is going to be playing the character Hannah Howard, will be awkwardly leading her branch of packaging company uh, employees at Finley Craddock, Her position is compromised after head office shuts down the branch and orders all employees to work from home, a move that sends Hannah into panic mode. So you got a new Australian version of The Office. I saw it. Burn her foot on the bobby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two conflicting reports about Al Pacino, uh, who is eighty-three and his twenty-nine-year-old pregnant girlfriend. So, two conflicting reports, both from the same publication, page six. So, uh, Al Pacino reportedly didn't think that he could get Noor Alfala pregnant because of a medical issue that typically causes infertility. Sources close to the situation tell page six uh, that Pacino didn't believe that the baby was his. Uh, so, he demanded a paternity test. Alfala went through with the test, which proved that the child was, in fact, his. Uh, and then Al apparently had no idea that he was even expecting the baby until two months ago, which he was allegedly shocked when he found out. The source also alleges that uh, Al Pacino actually thought their relationship was over a long time ago and had his lawyers working on this for months. Um, And the same publication, page six, also has sources that say, no, 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 no. They're very much together. And when the idea that she was a gold digger came up because she has a habit of dating very, very old, very, very rich men, mm-hmm. uh, they said, no, no, no. Her family is wealthy and she is very well connected. They fly private. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So two conflicting reports about what's going on. Uh, Robert De Niro was out doing press, and uh, they asked Robert De Niro about his good friend Al Pacino announcing that he's going to be a father later in life. How is fatherhood at this moment? This stage and age? Yeah, this stage and age. Listen, Al Pacino just had a baby, <laughs> I was told yesterday morning, and he's a few years older than me. God bless him. I'm very happy for him. But how does, how does fatherhood feel for you? It feels great. Yeah? It feels great, yeah. Are you a different parent today than you were however many years ago? Well, I have certain awareness. Yeah. uh, When you're older, you have awareness of certain things in life, dynamics, everything, family dynamics. It's just you can't avoid learning certain things and then how you can uh, deal with those, Uh manage them and this and that and the, the usual 
But the awareness, though, there has to be, like, it can't feel good when he's talking about the awareness that you have this late in life when you have a brand new baby and one of the things that you are fully aware of is there is a very, very, very good chance you won't see that kid turn 20. No, not at all. Right? Like. That, like, you can't tell, that doesn't make him sad? Yeah. That shows a complete lack of awareness. Right? Complete. Uh Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Al Pacino finally addressing the uh, incoming uh, baby. His, uh, I think it's baby number four that it will be for him with his 29-year-old girlfriend. Al Pacino, by the way, 83 years old. Uh, here he is on the sidewalk uh, where paparazzi caught up to him. And you're going to hear sort of like clicking in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what is what it? It's, is it? No, it's not his oh. hip. It's him, it's, it's him, <laughs> it's him shuffling down, down the sidewalk. Got him! It's his... It's his feet because when he walks, he doesn't lift them very high. Oh, really? So you're going to hear Al Pacino shuffling. Hi, how are you doing? I wanted to say congratulations on becoming a father again. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> how does it feel? Feels, well, you know, it feels like it, 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 it always did, you know. Exciting? Well, I've had it too, yes. It's, it's very special, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, always has been. I've got many kids. So, <laughs> so this, this is, is this is really special. Oh, wonderful! Coming at this time. That's really good to hear. Do you know what you're having yet? No. No. That's going to be a surprise too. Thank you so much, and congratulations again. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yeah, how's he going to push that stroller down the street? <laughs> I love how whether it's a boy or a girl is the surprise. No, this whole thing yeah. is the surprise. Al. Man, <laughs> shuffles very slow. Very slow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, man, Guy. every time Dwayne Johnson starts talking about Fast and the Furious, he starts bringing up old stuff. Uh, but Dwayne Johnson did officially announce that he will be back for Fast X Part Two. Listen to this. What? Uh, so I am one hundred percent confirming to you guys around the world that yes, it is true. Hobbs is back. Hobbs is back in the Fast and Furious franchise. And um, man, I, I got to tell you, you know, when you, d- despite us having our differences, me and Vin, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, we've been like brothers for years. <laughs> you and despite having our differences, uh-huh. when you lead with the idea of number one, resolve, but then also money. You just think about the future and you oh, think okay. about plans that are much bigger mm-hmm. than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And those bigger plans are the bigger build outs. Those bigger plans are money. The North Star, as I always like to say, the North Star is always my guiding light and whatever mm-hmm. um, endeavor or opportunity that I am in that I'm passionate about. I uh-huh. always keep a North Star uh, in my in my clarity and in my focus. And in this case, the North Star is the franchise Mo- that we love. The North Star are characters that we love, and the North Star are fans that we love. I'm going to say that... Hold on. Is North Star the name of The Rock's financial institution? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say that this has not been a great year for The Rock. The Rock has always moved forward. Mm -hmm. And his two big announcements so far this year is really the rock sort of moving backwards which is the live action momoa mm-hmm. 
and going back to the Fast franchise. Two certified hits. But moving backwards, though, because he remember he was this he was supposed to be doing a whole lot of different things. He was supposed to be running D.C. Yeah. And he stepped back after Black Adam didn't do the numbers. He stepped back. He lost the war. Mm -hmm. James Gunn. They beat him. Right. It's uh, but it's uh, yeah, you got to figure that, um, you know, because he remember because he didn't want to even do the last Fast and Furious. He went and did Hobbs and Shaw because he uh-huh. wanted his own movie. So is this Hobbs and Shaw then? He's returning as Hobbs. So is it going to be part of? Because we know Fast Ten, which is out right now, yes, is the first of three movies that they are wrapping up yes. the franchise. So is he returning as Hobbs for the second in the yes, trilogy? Yes, this is Fast X Part Two. This is not a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. Oh wow. So, he's, so him and Vin Diesel back yes. on the big screen and, together. And don't you remember when What's-His-Name was crying? Who was the guy that was crying? Tyrese. What, Tyrese in the living room yeah. on the floor? Yo. Can't buy his baby food because The Rock had to go off and do Hobbs and Shaw? Like, he broke men. And now he's going back? You know, I still think about that Tyrese video every now and then. God, that was heartbreaking. Like, at least once a month, heartbreaking. That, that video oh. and the image of him. What was the girl? What was his wife's name? His ex? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, no, he was really Tyrese was really she, going yeah. through it though, huh? Yeah, he's like, don't take <laughs> away <laughs> everything. I got. Bro, he was really feeling it. He was. Yeah. He was really, really feeling it. Do you have it in there? You better have it. I could in really there. ugly cry. Oh, and I felt bad for the guy. I, know. I think about that. Right? I think about like, that. I felt bad for the guy because they couldn't do anything until they did Hobbs and Shaw. They couldn't do the Fast X movie. And so Fast X got delayed like two years. And he's like, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. God. It was so sad. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, that new track uh, that The weekend released with uh, Playboy Cardi and Madonna called Popular for uh, The weekend's new show over on HBO called The Idol. Here's a little bit of that. Tell me, do you see her? She's living her life. Even if she acts like she don't want the long life. Do I hear the, uh, the Madonna part yeah. of the song? It sounds yeah. like this. Tell me, do you see her? Oh, whoops, no. She's living- That's not it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I have it. Mm-hmm. I have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Here I don't you see me. Time's gone by. Spend my whole life running from your flashing lights. Try to own it. But I'm alright. There you go. That's what it sounds right, like. Right. You know what? Right. I like it's it. Right. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. Right. I like it's it. Right. We'll play the full song uh, as soon as we'll wrap the news. For uh, you, for the the Madonna Sam Smith song, Vulgar, uh, which is apparently supposed to come out on the 9th, but I listened to the whole thing on Twitter this morning. So yeah. uh, it's It's out there. Uh, and it's, it's not like a, a poor, you know, copied rip no, of the song. It's, the it's song. like the actual clear yeah. version. So of here's a little song, bit right? of Vulgar. No, beautiful when they call you Vulgar. Fire! <laughs> that song is sucks. fire. That song's awful. 
fart out over that. Yeah, <laughs> that's terrible. It's terrible. I well, never want to like hear it. that song uh, again. Mori was grooving in there. I love Mori it. That's a good dance track. Mori loved it. Mori loved it. Horrible. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hmm. Oh, let's get to another new song. Well, a new old song. A okay. new version of an old song. Okay. So on the uh, 15 years uh, song last uh, it was june 2006 when this hot track was released and now uh its artist is back with a re- kind of like a redo remix of it remember stars are blind by paris hilton uh, do i <laughs> man i remember when this song came out Debuted at number 18 on Billboard. Radio station I play, I worked at when this song came out. We played this song a lot. I like it, man. So do I. I think this track's fire. It's a pop record. Yeah. So Paris is back with uh, Stars Are Blind, Paris's version with Kim Petras. Listen to this. Oh, yeah? Sounds the same, right? Maybe it's yeah, a bit too much. And then Kim Petras comes in. Yeah. When's that? So Kim Petras wasn't in that part yet? Coming up right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bro, this song's good. That's yeah, fire. this song's this good. really good. You know what? I think that this song needed to wait until 2023. Uh-huh. It wouldn't have been appreciated. I really uh-huh. Because I think Paris was a different person in 2006, and this just, everybody was trashing her for everything she did. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that this had the Gili effect, which was Gili is oh. not a great movie, but it is not the horrific monstrosity that everybody thinks it was. It was just because they hated Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. People dis liked Paris Hilton and they disliked this song because of it but now that she is a new woman this song is fire I love it I love it congratulations Paris Hilton the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Boogeyman opens in theaters mm-hmm. this weekend. It's good. Is it? Is it scurry? Um, so I looked. I watched it through my fingers. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Sophie Thatcher, who is also one of the stars of uh, Yellow Jackets, she plays a young Natalie on Yellow Jackets. Sat down with Dammit Maury to talk Boogeyman. Oh my God! Can I just tell you how amazing this movie was and how oh, good you were? Thank you. Like congratulations, so amazing. Thank you. But okay, um, first thing, uh, as a gay, I have to say that I can't help but wonder if the boogeyman is in fact gay as well because (laughs) you have to think because like maybe he is because he's still stuck in the closet he's surprised oh no that's hilarious okay Okay, there we go. The, bo- the, bo- the boogeyman is not gay in the movie, though. That is not no, part of the movie. No, but because he's always in the closet. Uh, I got you. I got you. Happy Pride. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's the boogeyman. <laughs> Where do you think the boogeyman uh, uh, lives? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tom Cruise is pissed because uh, his Mission Impossible is only going to get so uh, it's a fight for IMAX screens, uh-huh. right? Is the is the deal? So Mission Impossible is opening on July twelfth, and and. Tom Cruise and Paramount have been going to war with the IMAX theaters because on July 12th, uh, 
Mission Impossible. But then on July 21st comes Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, and they have a three-week lock on all of the big IMAX theaters. Okay, so Mission Impossible is going to get bumped off a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, first of all, it's rated R. Uh It is his longest movie ever at almost three hours. He shot it on film, which is IMAX film. Christopher Nolan's movie on film is 11 miles long and weighs 600 pounds. Wow. Christopher Nolan said that the best possible experience to view Oppenheimer is IMAX 70 millimeter format. That format only exists on 25 screens in North America. Wow. So you got a call? (laughs) Your local theater that has an IMAX and then say... Yes. You got this? It'll be on all of them, but the way he shot it, he shot it on 70, 70 mil, right? No, don't so make me do the work. He bro. shot it on a format that only has 25 movie screens that can actually play it in its intended format. I will say this, watching like IMAX when it's for, like filmed on film, yeah. you can tell the difference. It actually does I fully look really agree with cre- you. It I looks f- very cool. I fully agree. It's 11 miles long, that movie. Jeez. 600 pounds. I'll watch it on demand. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, is it going to hurt your heart if I if I play Nick Nurse? Oh my god! For his press conference. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, is that going to hurt? Because it was really the first time he had a chance to sit in front of a microphone and he says some nice things about Toronto. You want <sighs> you want me to, you want to hear it or no? A little bit, a little bit, just the Toronto stuff. We'll cut it when he starts talking about Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um. This is the first time I've been in front of the media since I left Toronto. Okay, cool. (laughs) So um, the first thing I'd like to say is that uh, it was 10 great years in Toronto. Um, I know, I know. Masai Ujiri and Larry Tannenbaum, Bobby Webster, everybody, they treated me really well there. It was a fascinating city, fascinating country, uh, (laughs) lots of good players, et cetera. so very, very grateful for, for those 10 years, for sure. And saying that, um, I am super excited to be here. Oh, cut this it. is a um, very good team. Oh, shut up, okay. Fast, That's a weird way to describe that's a, that's a, It sounds almost like low-key diss, right? It, it feels like a backhanded compliment. It does. Mm. You would never refer to an ex as fascinating, would you? No, it's a fascinating city and a fascinating country. Like, he never understood it. Oh, he thinks we're all weird. Like he never got it. Like he—that sounds like somebody who 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 was here, enjoyed their time, never fit in, never understood where he was. And then mm-hmm. saying etc. when about to list, and he lists two things. <laughs> yeah. and goes etc. Et What's the etc. Yeah. Etc. <laughs> anyway, you're on, you're on the list now, Nick Nurse. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, here we go. Uh, so the there's a Japanese book called The Secret, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. And oh. in it, they discuss the factors in a long and healthy life and how they are not limited to what you do physically. They say most people uh, at or near the age of 100 mm-hmm. have similar personality traits that may have helped increase their lifespan. This according to a 2012 study cited in the book. These two traits for people who live the longest, the two things that they have in common, number one, 
a positive attitude, they say. Yes. Prioritizing peace and happiness. Oh, see you later, guys. Uh, <laughs> is, is often touted for its benefit of mental health, but perhaps it can also help you live longer, they say. Most centenarians people who are turning 100, or who are 100, rather, uh, in the study have positive attitudes. They could typically be referred to as optimistic, easygoing, and extroverted. Oh, no. All the things you are not. Uh, The second thing that these people have, the second personality trait that they say is a huge factor in getting them to 100, is a high degree of emotional awareness. They say being emotionally aware is also a commonality among centenarians, according to the study. This means they don't bottle up their emotions and make an effort to communicate how they feel to those around them. Peace out, homies. (laughs) (laughs) You're gone. I'm out. <laughs> I bet you wish you never read that article. <laughs> I know. I you know it's it's crazy because when you read a headline like that, you're like, do I have them, Brian? Am I going to live to see a hundred? Uh-huh. It's never the case, man. <laughs> it's never. It's never the. It's never the case. But really, how difficult is that? I mean, that, you got though? this far. How far is that, though? More? Don't say that. This far? I got a lot of years left, man. This far. This far. To quote my boy, uh, Mike the Situation. Yeah. We didn't come this far just to come this far. Thank you. What does that even mean? Thank you. You got to keep going, man. That's a great saying. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. The mission's not over yet. No. No. It's not over. You didn't say that with much confidence. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did you see what Kanye was wearing the other day? (laughs) No, what now? Bro. Shoulder pads again? Yeah, shoulder pads with the black tights and like... I'm sorry, his style is crap. Anybody who thought that this guy was like some sort of style icon, crap. Everything he made was crap. And people bought it because it was Kanye. It Mm. is ridiculous garbage. Garbage. Facts. Facts, yeah. right? Facts. Thank you. Thank I don't, you. I, listen, I don't understand it either. Thank you. Uh, and is he still wearing that T-shirt that's up police on the back? Uh, did you see what his his wife, they always put it in quotes, his wife. Is she not yeah. his wife? Like, why are they hating on the poor woman? She seems nice enough. I mean, she's with Kanye, but she yeah. seems nice I enough. I married. Did, did, you, did you see what she was wearing no. when he was yep. playing with his kid? No. So she had on like a black dress and then a, um, I don't know what it was. It looked like, imagine this. Imagine a giant rolled up sock, right? Okay. And then take that giant rolled up sock and then put it down over your head so you can sort of see through the sock mm-hmm. that your face is in there, but then take the rolled up part and stick it down to like your 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 chest area. So it looks like somebody half rolled a sock, a giant sock all the way down your Sounds body. like a giant worm? Like something like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But anyway. And was... do you think Kanye suggests that she wear that stuff? Well, we know he does from everybody that he's, that he's oh, dated. Right. Julia that... Fox, he said that she, she said that he switched out and her Kim. entire wardrobe, and right? And Kim. He went into Kim's room and got rid of everything she owned and Man. bought her all new stuffs because she was going to dress the way he wanted her. And the same thing with Julia Fox. And now the same thing with, with this new woman. His quote-unquote wife? That he, he dresses them, <laughs> right? So uh, anyway, I guess uh, the paparazzi got a little too close to Kanye and here's him yelling at him. Like, seriously, bro? Only you stop following me. So okay. there you go. When you stop wearing shoulder pads, we will. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Apple is set to launch a virtual reality headset today, which is their first major product in a decade. The device, the device has allegedly been hard to manufacture and required numerous compromises. The process uh, taken years longer than Apple expected. And at the rumored $3,000 price tag, even Apple are reportedly expecting uh, slow short-term sales. Uh, but among uh, VR professionals, they're very excited about it. So one of them saying, uh, this is the single greatest thing that could happen in the industry. Uh, whether you make hardware or software, we're excited about it. Based on numerous leaps, leaks, Apple's headset uses what's called pass-through AR, uh, which features high-resolution screens, and it's capable of running full VR applications, but it's also... Uh, studded by cameras that can pass through a high-resolution image of the real world. According to rumors, uh, you'll hit a reality dial to switch between AR and VR. That means it can offer the illusion of real world with virtual objects overlaid in it. So, AR... So I gotta wear this in public? Okay, so... Is that what it's meant for? So, AR is... Um, augmented reality, VR is virtual reality. So virtual reality is a completely made-up, make-believe world. When you switch to AR, it is the real world, but you can put VR objects into that real world. Remember like Pokemon Go? Yeah. How it would be on your street, but you would see Pokemon there? It's that kind of thing. I could have... I could be wearing them right now. Yes. And then hit a button... And VR, like a smile in your face? No, uh, maybe I. I don't. I can, I, I can I have like know. a dancing banana on your head. You could, yes, yes. You in could. AR world, in AR, I guess, yeah, in AR, in AR, AR world, world, would I be able to see you without a shirt? Um, <laughs> wow, I don't know. Man. That's I'm just trying far. to learn. I'm trying to I learn. I don't know, man. That's highly inappropriate. Yeah, that's very. Like coworkers, man. Like, I'm just, yes, no, very I'm much. Very much. Yeah. Could you imagine if somebody at Apple, right? First when, of all, it's Apple, so you, you that's probably not going to happen because Apple doesn't like any of that stuff on their yeah. platforms. If somebody at None Apple at their headquarters there said that, made that suggestion? Yeah, like... like fired immediately. Uh, immediately. Immediately. Uh, but for $3,000 more, you can try. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is not happy that the New York Times says that he was choked out during a jiu-jitsu tournament. I well, guess was he? I, I guess Zuckerberg is like super into jiu-jitsu. Uh-huh. And uh, he was at a tournament over the weekend down in California, and he picked up a gold and silver medal. Wow, good um, for you. But Zuck was like super frustrated in one of the fights because he was pinned down and the ref ended the match, what he and his trainer say was early. Now, the referee said he ended it because he heard Zuckerberg, quote, snoring. <laughs> But Zuckerberg and his coach say that it wasn't snoring. It was just grunting. (laughs) Maury, give us the difference between snoring and grunting, please. Snoring is... Is Grunting is... Okay. One is in, one is out. Right. Right. 
I don't know. I'm stomping the fight if I hear either of those noises. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Zuckerberg disputing the... Uh, Did you see the video? That he got put to sleep. Uh, yeah. He looks so weak. Yeah, but he won, though. Was it gold and silver? He won a gold and a silver, and, oh. then, uh, and then he got allegedly choked out. Better look out, Maury. Stopped early. <laughs> he's going to hear this. He looks coming. weak. I know. Doesn't he have better stuff to do? Like No, he's rich and rents God, a house. I guess. I guess. You know that referee's getting kicked off Facebook, right? Yo, <laughs> for sure. Everything. Yeah. That, Instagram account gone. Yeah. That re- that that referee's uh, DMs just sent spam to all his followers. Yeah, big time. Right. Don't mess with him. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The Idol debuted on HBO. This is the uh, Levinson, uh, the weekend series. It was good. Uh, Time Magazine says this: The Idol pretends to expose exploitation while reveling in it. People Magazine. If you lose People Magazine, it's not looking good for you. Oh, They're nice why? to everybody. What they say? Uh, People Magazine says uh, HBO's controversial new series is a mess. Mm-mm. Then we get to the Variety review. The headline in Variety is, why are the weekend's acting skills non-existent? So this is what they say. The Idol is this summer's buzzy show with all the buzz being horrific. Much of the oh. much of the bile has concentrated on the creepiness both on and off set. And my friends, they ain't kidding. It should be noted the weekend's performance is not alone in its badness on a show that is shot like an overlit snuff film. The always great Hank Azaria plays an on-edge manager whose Israeli accent should be retired next to his longtime performance as Apu on The Simpsons. He goes on to say, but Azaria um, have have credits in the bank. All The weekend has is an appearance as himself in Uncut Gems. He was not believable. Charitably, you could blame his performance or his agent or the director, but then you remember he is one of the creators of the idol. He manufactured his own career poison pill. Wow. That's from Variety. So they didn't like it. They did. I liked not the first half hour like where it. they were at the girl's house and blah, blah, blah. Then it just got weird once they the weekend not showed like up. It at all. Shem? It was a mess. Yeah. And it really makes you miss succession. Yeah. I, wow. It really did. I, I what do really, you think, Ross? I, I'm going to watch it today. Um, I really, this bot, like, if you're going to play a complete skis, like like the weekend, like your first sort of time out and acting and everything else. Like if you're going to play complete skis, which you can as an actor, I just think that if you are the weekend, you got to be a skis who's like the foreman at a UPS warehouse. Like I think that you have to be a complete skis as like a, you know, mid-level, you know, airline pilot union boss. Complete I don't opposite think you from can, what you do exactly, in real life. Exactly. Yeah. Because what they're saying is that it changes the way people see the weekend. Weekend. Like, why would you go so far out of your way to do a show about the music industry, which you are so dominant in and you fought so hard for this role and you put yourself in that position? People are saying that they can't look at the weekend the same anymore. What did he, he played like a club DJ? Yeah, he's like, he's this weird, yeah, like club owner DJ person and mm-hmm. he falls. Yeah, it's, but still it's, the music business, right? It's, it's like it's still, definitely, yeah, it's and who's too much in his girl? world. Uh, Lily Rose, Rose, Lily Rose she was great. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was really good. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. People are not liking this at all, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Say it ain't so. Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy split. What? That was the big news yesterday, man. It broke up. True love. 
this according to uh, a statement. They're both extremely busy and realize they're not really compatible with each other, a source yeah, tells right, E.T. Taylor's friends want what's best for her and aren't shocked that their relationship fizzled out since she recently got out of that long-term relationship. Uh, if you remember that she and Joe Alwyn were together for six years and that uh, ended in April and then a month later she was booed up. It's not good. Uh, Maddie Healy, who has been making a ton of news, mainly because I had never heard of this guy until he started dating Taylor Swift, to be honest with you. I had heard Wait, of the band. I had no idea this guy. Weren't the 1975 in the Guardians holiday special? Was I that didn't the know band? who they were, though. I just no, no, that but was, that's the oh. first time I had heard of them. Oh, so was I was it? like, who's this alien band? And then uh, oh, I was maybe. like, oh, 1975. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I had, I had no idea. He got a lot of mileage out of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh, but I guess he was on stage in Austria yesterday and after news broke that they had split, like a fan held up a sign that just said, like, you are loved. And so this is Maddie Healy. On Trump stage. had some very beautiful signs that said, you are loved. Oh, that, was, that was very, very kind of you. I'm sure that it's alluding to, as you are, I'm not very online at the moment and I'm sure people have just been calling me a relentlessly. Um, and I've, I've not been online, but what I have been with is with my boys. And honestly, as much as I appreciate that, it's so beautiful. And I thank you, but I don't need it because I've got them. Wow. So did you say I don't need but love from you fans? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like somebody yeah. holds up a sign yeah. saying you are loved. And he's like, thanks, but uh, but I don't need it. I got my boys. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. What a heck of uh, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Toronto is getting its own law and order. City uh, TV is greenlit a version, of course, created by Dick Wolf in partnership with uh, Universal. The 10 episode investigation crime series, they say, will follow, quote, an elite squad of detectives who investigate high profile crime and corruption in Toronto. Mm. Uh, the Toronto set. Um, It'll be so Law and Order Toronto Criminal Intent is what the actual show is called. That's a long name. Criminal Law and Order intent? Toronto Criminal well, they Intent. Had a criminal, they had a criminal intent before with Vincent D'Onofrio. So right. I guess they're playing off on that. So it's Law and Order Toronto Criminal Intent. Like I was planning on doing this crime, but y'all caught me. <sighs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I never got away with it. This show's going to suck because what? you're just going to watch. <laughs> it's If it's in wow. Toronto, you're just literally going to watch every single person they arrest go free. Oh. Yeah, oh, facts. Right? Yeah. Promise you won't do it again? Yeah. I promise. Okay, you're okay. out. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, need to ride to the, the bus stop? Yeah, we got these, we got these uh, you know, new laws. <laughs> right? Drop, can we drop you off at Kennedy Station? Yeah, 45 violent crimes. Yeah, we'll give you another shot. You promise you'll be good? Yeah. I promise. <laughs> like, if it's going to be accurate, it better be accurate. <laughs> also, also if, there, if it actually is, you know, Toronto, it's going to be arrest somebody. And they should make it realistic, which is you got to wait three and a half to four years for the trial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before they let you out. <laughs> oh. they gonna, do they use the same theme song for oh, all the shows? Oh, they have to. No, they, well, they use a different version of all. Like if you watch the three that are on TV now, it's yeah. the same, but they're different different tones and stuff. But they, but they still use the dun dun, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. still used. That's right. Yes. Yeah, but oh, the yeah. main themes are. So it won't same. be this. It won't. 
won't be this. It'll be a version of that. Maury oh, wants to be on this show so bad. I have Yo, I, DM'd the production company. I like, want to be on this show. So do I. So I think we I. should all be on the show. No, Facts. I think we should find out who could be on it first. Ooh. I, I said I wanted to be a suspect. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. It's on. No, that's not fair. It's gonna, on. No, that's not Why? fair. Why? 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 Pick you. Why? Let's all do it. Why? I gang, mean, you gang. know what? No. I'm Why? more suspicious. They might pick me. Why? Yeah, but you look like... You, like for me, I look like I commit crimes that you could put on a network show. Maury, mm-hmm. you look like you commit crimes that they wouldn't do that storyline. <laughs> yeah, be you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They can't put you on network TV. Mark. So Law and Order, <laughs> Toronto, Toronto criminal intent is happening, and you need uh, the Razamoka show on there. <sighs> no, you don't individually. Need the in, in, uh, well, yes, it's a race. <laughs> I don't know. I actually we know don't what know happened I... the last time there was a race on this show. Jim <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> need not apply. Oh. I actually don't know if I have the stamina for this. I don't know if I want. I'm gonna ask me yeah. to trim my beard the and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, that should be you and Shem. We should do that. <laughs> we should do that to see who could get on Law and Order first. That would be a great race. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. They did a uh, poll on the top road trip car snacks. Twizzlers. Um, so they don't break it down like I wish they did. But so chips, chocolate, cookies, nuts, and seeds, mm-hmm. uh, followed by snack. candy, followed by fruit, followed by granola bars. Mm-hmm. 44% of people think that it's unacceptable for somebody to say no eating in the car on a road trip. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, close to two-thirds of people say that uh, if that was the case, they actually wouldn't go on the road trip. Uh, other important things, road trip etiquette. They say uh, yes to deodorant, but no to cologne or perfume. Mm-hmm. They say that the person riding shotgun has to help navigate and that the driver should be in charge of the radio. I highly disagree wow. with that last one. That's usually the other way around. Highly disagree with that last one. Mm-hmm. What's usually the other way around? Usually it's the passenger that gets control of the radio. That's what I think. That's what most people think. It's the driver, though. Most people think that if you're driving the car, you get to be in charge. Of the no, radio. the passenger navigates and controls the that's, radio. That's what I think, too. I'm running all the machinery here. You work the pedals in the wheel. I got everything else, baby. Don't you worry. Whoever's device got the aux cord plugged in. Oh, I've never done that. Never? No. What? No. Yeah, I still that. have no. a, like, now I just use um, Apple CarPlay. Yeah. Or just Bluetooth. Yeah. But I still have an iPod like an iPod Classic, I think it's called. Yeah. That they released in maybe 05 or 06. Okay. And it's just filled with thousands of songs. I It would just take me forever to go through on Apple Music yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. every now and then, I'll find an album that I had loaded on from forever ago. Yeah. And Oxcord. What, do you have like a USB in your car? No, it's not USB. No, it's like a little Oxcord. mini plug. The plug, man. Like, what, is, what do you mean? What does it look like? An Oxcord. What is an Oxcord? What? Bro, we talking about Oxcord and you don't even this? know? What do you mean? This the court, oh, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have that. My my radio is so old. Like the radio station names don't come up, Bruh. right? Like it's just the number. Like there's no there's no name that comes up. It's just it's Every, just everyone's it's, screaming at the radio right now. Just like my number. grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, oh, here's this wild story from Chrissy Teigen. So Chrissy Teigen was doing one of those ancestry things, right? Like a 23 and me. Okay. And she does 23 and me 
and finds out she has a twin. What? For a split second, I thought you yeah. were going to say that she was related to John Legend. Oh, her husband. that would be great, wouldn't it? I wonder how many people find that out. I'm sure a lot of people, more than we think, I if bet. If they do, they don't say it. No, 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 no. So she's got a twin? So Chrissy Teigen finds out she has a she has a twin. I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll spoil it for you before we play the clip. So what happened was, is you know that show Finding Your Roots? Yeah. So Chrissy Teigen was on that show Finding Your Roots. And on that show, they do an ancestry DNA test. Mm-hmm. But on that show, to protect the celebrities involved in finding your roots, they submit those under a false name. Okay. So when Chrissy Teigen then does it again, Chrissy Teigen realizes that there is an identical match out there in the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) That is actually... Her. The first thing that came up after I found out that I was part Neanderthal was this. I have an identical twin. So I literally write the twin. I full on write 23andMe and I start like talking to a robot like it's not a robot. I text my doctor, hello. I call my dad and I literally say, dad, like, hey, were there two of me? He starts laughing, saying, no, I was there. There were not two of you. And I was like, are you sure you were there? My sister was like, Chrissy, no. Remember when you were supposed to do that show, like finding your roots under like secret names. So like the world couldn't tell you guys, my identical twin was myself. <laughs> I was matching myself. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> trying to write story. them. Trying to write them. Why won't you write me back? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me. Your twin. <laughs> Again. I'm famous. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I have so many questions about your life. (laughs) Would love to get together to discuss. Please come meet my family. They're great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Apparently, if you work for Martha Stewart, you better be available at all times. Oh. So uh, apparently, <laughs> should not not wait. Oh, my yes. bad. No, work for. Yeah, I'll let you finish that. Not, <laughs> even, not if you work for, not if you are working, Martha yeah, Stewart. I've got the biggest crush on Martha. Uh, one time, apparently, she called an employee on a Sunday, and the guy told her that he couldn't talk because he was in a bath. And Martha was like, "I knew I couldn't work with that person. I just couldn't." So she fired them. <gasps> Um, and then uh, Martha Stewart goes on to say, if you can't talk on a Sunday and you take umbrage that I'm calling you on a Sunday, you know, if you are a terribly religious person, I take that into consideration. But I knew this guy wasn't a terribly religious person. It's exciting. Business is exciting, Martha says. I want people to feel the way I want people to feel that way about business. In Martha's defense, she takes her own work ethic uh, into into account, saying, there's no hierarchy in my life. I will wash the floor. If I have to wash the floor, I'll take out the garbage if nobody else is taking out the garbage. What so, a woman, man. Yeah, right? But she says that uh, everybody what? should be available at all times uh, is, no. uh, is Martha's uh, I philosophy. I agree with that. I am. <laughs> at Shem, Martha. I know. What's that? What are you going monster.com right now, Shem? <laughs> yeah. He's updating his LinkedIn. Look, looking, for, looking for openings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you would, huh? If she give you a real, like, not even a real cherry job, but just like a real, like a decent job. Damn, are you kidding me? Yeah, you'd bail. I love second. you guys, but yeah, I know. Sorry. I, know. I get it. I get it. We're not Martha. That's Sue Martha over it. there, man. I get it. Who would you go work for and leave the show more? 
Oh my god, are you kidding me? Anthony in a heartbeat. You would, huh? Anthony from Queer Eye? What? Yeah. You would? No. He'd go work for really? You'd leave oh this show god. to go work he, for Anthony? He's always wow. on resorts and like, you know. You're not gonna be his boyfriend. Oh, never mind. Work for him. Also, you're friggin' married. This was entirely a hypothetical. Okay. So let's just say. Let's say you are married still. Yeah, okay? hypothetically. And, and the, yeah. No, not hypothetically. <laughs> because in real life, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you are married. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just throw that out there. Okay, I know sure, it's hard I'll to believe. It, yeah. I know it's hard to believe. Let's say you are married. Is there a celebrity? Because we know Shem's is Martha Stewart. Like if, if Shem was like, hey, Shem, I got an opening at Martha Stewart, Inc. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be taken care of, you know, whatever, right? We need you to like organ some organizational sort of like office job with the team up in a cool loft somewhere in the Hamptons. Like you just go out and live that life. You're in probably not a massive office, but like maybe Shem, you're like one of 12 who are working on like some of Martha's big upcoming projects, fast. right? So okay. fast. Okay, so there we go. See you later, Shem. Uh, so damn it, Maury, um, with your life, if you are married, who sure. would you who would have to offer you a job where you would then go and say to Matthew, we need to consider um, leaving Toronto to go and work for this because it's such a great opportunity. Who who would that be? Would there be a person? Would there be a job? Like if it's not like, you know, crushy, crushy, then no, probably not. No, huh? To leave? No. Like no. I was thinking Mariska Hargitay because I like love her so much. Right. You know, or like, well, Matthew said he would leave for Mariah. He would, huh? Yeah. Like if oh, he got fired if, on day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snooping. Yeah. Right? For sure. For sure. I would go snooping. work for Madonna in a heartbeat. Would you go and would you go and work on the Sex and the City reboot? <gasps> yes. Oh my god. Like honestly. Yeah. Right. Both yeah. you and Sham. I'm know. doing it for love. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm doing it for shoes. Damn, I'm worrying Sham. No. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, I'm still bloated from all the steak I ate last night. It's so much steak. Oh, it's man, so much steak. Yo, that video you posted on IG, <laughs> bro. If you haven't seen it, go to Roz's IG at Roz Weston. Oh man, tell us. About, forget everything else about the news. Yeah, it was fire. Literally. Yeah. That's the only way I grill, right? What like kind of what, flame? What kind of steak? There was a it, lot of flame. It, it was a it was a regular strip loin, but they had it on sale, and I guess it was like the end of a cut or something like that. But yeah, this thing was Fatty. like this thing was like the size of both of my hands, and like an inch and a half, two inches thick. Mm. And I bought it because it was like nine dollars yeah. or something like that. It was super cheap on sale. What did you uh, season it with? Uh, I don't even know what I used. I had like, uh, cause I knew it was going to grill it. So I had like, um, I don't know. It's like, I think maybe like a barbarian steak spice from that store. It's really good. It's good. Oh, steak. I have that. It's, it's good. It's good. It's really good. And then I just left it in there for like 12 hours or something like that. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I, what I do is I cut the, cause you're looking at all the flames in the video, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that fat cap that goes all the way along the side mm-hmm. of a steak, right? Yeah. So I cut that off, right? You discard it? No, oh. I don't discard it. Um, if I'm cooking on the grill, I cut that big piece of fat off and mm. I cut it into two pieces. And then what I do is I crank the grill and I put that fat side down on one area of the grill. So when that fat starts to render, all that fat starts dripping down onto the grill and then you get flames based on fat, mm-hmm. right? 
And so then what I do is I take those little pieces off and I move them to another side of the grill to get that flame going. And then I throw the steak on flame. So things just start exploding. And then you're moving the steak around right? a lot. And I'm moving the steak around a lot. So how flipping, long flipping, cooking flipping, time? Flipping, flipping. I don't know. No idea. I just keep pushing on it until it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it's uh, when it's when it's um, <laughs> when it when it's I take it off when it's not too soft, uh-huh. but yet not too hard. <laughs> uh-huh. Any other way, you're just doing it wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we loved it. It was great, but yeah, fat and fire, mm, so good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Drew Barrymore. So the headline in the. Uh, where was it here? Page six was that Drew Barrymore wishes her mom was dead. What? Right. And so Drew responded to these headlines. This was based on something that Drew said in a new interview with Vulture. We'll get to that in a second. But here is Drew um, shooting back at the headlines that she said, quote, that she wished her mom was dead. You know what? To all you tabloids out there, you have been with my life since I was 13 years old. I have never said that I wish my mother was dead. How dare you put those words in my mouth? I have been vulnerable and tried to figure out a very difficult, painful relationship while admitting it is difficult to do while a parent is alive. And that for those of us who have to figure that out in real time, cannot wait as in they cannot wait for the time not that the parent is dead don't twist my words around or ever say that i wish my mother was dead i have never said that i never would in fact i go on to say that i wish that i never have to live in existence where i would wish that on someone because that is sick so here's what drew said drew was talking about how she was jealous of her friends who've already lost their parents saying this, quote, all of their moms are gone and my mom's not. I'm like, well, I don't have that luxury, but I cannot wait. I don't want to live in a state where I wish someone to be gone sooner than they're meant to be so I can grow. I actually want her to be happy and thrive and healthy, but I have to effing grow in spite of her being on this planet. So that's what she said. So she wants her mom here still? <laughs> I don't know. She doesn't All their mom? moms are gone, and I'm like, I don't have that luxury. Huh. <laughs> I mean, you didn't say you wished her dead, but you didn't say so. It also doesn't sound like you would mind if she wasn't here. I mean, here. their relationship is just oh, yeah. truly awful. She forgave her father before he uh, died years ago, but she never forgave her, uh, never forgave her mom. Um, I mean, just like Drew can say whatever she wants. She's earned that right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you want to hear a clip uh, from the new Flash movie where the Flash is talking to Batman, but Michael Keaton's Batman, where oh. Barry is there, I believe, with another Barry trying to educate. Um, like Mike- from a different timeline? Yeah, from a different timeline, uh-huh. uh, trying to educate um, Batman on A, who Superman is, but also who the other Batmans are. What? It's kind of cool. There's a guy called Superman who can stop Zod. Yeah, yeah. And flies? Shoots lasers out of his eyes. Yes, he flies and he shoots lasers out of his eyes, yes. No one said Superman. That might be a little on the nose. (laughs) You call yourself Batman. Yeah. 
I don't call myself Super Batman. <laughs> Wait, he's Batman? What did you think we were doing here? I thought this was the, the cousin's dinner. He's Bruce Wayne is Batman? Not really, not so much anymore. You know, they don't really need me. Things have changed. Gotham's now one of the safest cities in the world. Well, I, I need you, we need you. In my timeline, Batman's our strategist, our, our leader. The world needs Superman. You're the best detective in the world. You're probably the only person who can help me find him. So will you help us? Pass. <laughs> nah. <laughs> After all that. After all that. Didn't you say people so, are saying this is like the best movie ever? Well, no, James Gunn. Yeah, but no, the, the early reviews for it. Yes, more. you're right. Um, the early reviews for this, people are like, this is one of the best comic book movies ever made. Um, they all loved it. And James Gunn said as much when he did his first statements on Didn't uh, they? I thought I read on the weekend that um, they already have the sequel ready. Or like they started writing the script or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, this movie should do very well. Because it's got everybody in it, right? Like yeah. it's it's the sort of last of that older guard of like there's nostalgia but there's still Ben Affleck's Batman in sure. it there's still yeah Michael so Keaton. and Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton does his famous line which thank you which he does the what? whole I'm Batman does he in it yeah yes does he yeah so great the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast Martha Stewart is on a rampage to abolish the hybrid work model what do you mean so we know she's an icon. She's 81. She's worth a couple billion dollars. She did time in the joint. She runs an empire. You got to be available to her at all times, but she is Sports not. Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Thank you. Cover Co- model. Cover model, sorry. But you are, uh, you are not working for Martha if you are one of these, I need to work from home a couple days a week. So Why? Martha says this, you can't possibly get everything done working three days a week in the office and two days remotely. <laughs> Look at the success of France with their stupid, you know, off all August, blah, blah, blah. That's not, <laughs> that's not a very thriving country. Should America go down the drain because people don't want to go back to work? You don't know me. Thank you, Martha. I disagree with Savage. that. I get more work done at home. Yeah, but you're here every day. I know, but when I go home, I get lots done. Yeah, but you're here. You have no choice because we have to. (laughs) Because you have to leave here. You're here every day. I know, but what I'm saying is no, because what she's talking about all these dingbats that when COVID happened and they went and worked from home, and then when work was like, all right, everybody, time to come back for work, people were like, well, yeah, but if you pay me more, because now I got to travel, and they're like, you had to do that before. Facts. I know, but now we're realizing what it was really like. Yeah, work. <laughs> My woman is so smart. Thank you, Shen. So wise. Thank you. She is so wise. What'd she say about France again? She dissed them hard. Oh, she dissed them hard. Okay, so she goes, you can't possibly get everything done working three days a week in the office and two days remotely. Look at, remotely. Look at the success of France with their stupid, you know, off all August, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Got <laughs> That's not a very thriving country. <laughs> Should America go down the drain because people don't want to go back to work? Damn. Martha spitting facts. Thank you, Martha. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Adele bought uh, Stallone's house. For how much? Uh, and she's gutting the whole thing, right? So Stallone had originally listed the house for $110 million. Then he reduced it to eighty million. Oh, steal! And Adele bought it for fifty-eight. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Now, when you look at the pictures of it, she like when I say like demolished, it's demolished. She took the entire second floor off the house. Oh. And it's like, I don't even know, like 20,000 square feet, right? So she took the entire second floor off the house. It is on the outside. It's just all studs, wood, everything, like a complete demolish. Just, wow. She kept two things okay. from the house when Stallone owned it. Now, because I don't know what Stallone's house looked like or what the uh, interior... It's not the interior. It's, it's from the... When you, you see it on the aerial shots, because it's all construction, but there's two things that have not been touched. Swimming pool? Swimming pool and the giant Rocky statue that sits right by the swimming That's pool. That's what I was going to say. That was going to be my next thing, the Rocky statue. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Could you imagine... I, I wouldn't, wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of it either. Hell no. That's iconic. Yes. Yeah. So when you look at the aerial shots, it is a disaster, uh-huh. but the pool is pristine. And right on the side of the pool is the giant oh, Rocky amazing. statue. Amazing. Amazing. Could you imagine? Could take it with him? That's what I thought too. But I, you, I don't know. Maybe he's got like a bunch of Maybe he's of got them. another. Yeah. Maybe that one was like. Yeah. The outside statue. Yeah. But I also think that maybe it's attached to like the side of the pool kind of thing. So you would destroy the pool if you took the statue. I don't know. Now, do you think, did he have a room much like in Joe Pesci's place that was all dedicated to just Rocky stuff? Rocky stuff or like his movie stuff? I don't know. I I don't know. I never, I don't recall ever seeing the inside or like what his office is or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, so she kept the pool and she kept the Rocky statue. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, do we have time for Pete Davidson? Always. Okay, so Pete Davidson got raked over the coals by PETA, the uh, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, uh, because Pete got a new dog and he got the dog at the pet store, and then PETA laid the old uh, "adopt don't shop" on Pete Davidson because he didn't uh, go to a shelter and adopt uh, a, a dog. He went to the pet store and purchased one, and that very much goes against with uh, PETA's views on dog ownership. And then so Pete saw these headlines and then he called their hotline number and left them a voicemail listen to this hi my name's pete davidson this message is for daphna thank you so much for making comments publicly that i didn't adopt a dog i just want to let you know i'm severely allergic to dogs so i have to get a specific breed i'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs and my mom's dog who's two years old died a week prior and we're all so sad so i had to get a specific dog so why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring tired end of message oh damn yeah (laughs) wow it's the longest beep we've ever played there was a lot in there (laughs) there was a lot a lot of words there was a lot of there was a uh there was a there was a this in there no! Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Air Quality Alert Environment Canada has issued a special air quality statement warning of high levels of air pollution leading to bad air for most of the week. It says the uh, smoke can be harmful to everyone's health, even at low concentrations. They are suggesting staying inside if you are in a high risk category, um, such as having asthma, heart disease, or if you are pregnant and if you can keep your windows closed. There are currently more than 164 fires burning in Quebec uh, with more than 100 considered to be out of control. So that is the reason for the beautiful smell, but the horrific air. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, one of the biggest stories in sports in decades went down yesterday. So the PGA Tour agreed to merge with the their rival, their new rival, the Live Golf Tour, which is backed by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. And they were in courts litigating against each other. So they were suing each other over antitrust laws. Mm-hmm. And once they realized that dealing with the uh, Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund and the laws that they don't have to necessarily follow when it comes to discovery, um, it was going to drag on forever. So and they a bunch when when Live first came to be, didn't they take or they offered so, like PGA yeah. golfers? So yeah, so a so, ton of money to go over there. So they started poaching golfers, mm-hmm. right and. Uh, like Phil Mickelson, I think took two hundred million dollars to go and play Crazy. for to go and play for Live. But at the time, the PGA commissioner uh, Jay Monahan, everybody was all like Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and he really leaned into the morality of going to play for Live mm-hmm. because nine eleven families were getting involved, saying, "How can you go and do this with with Live?" And so here's a clip from last year with Jay Monahan where he's the one that brought up the sort of morality of going to play for live. How much did you talk to your players about the possible ramifications if they sign on with the new league? Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Oof. Damn. So he that made it about last year. he made it about morality. It was never about morality. It was only about money. Mm-hmm. And so normally when these things happen, when you have a big entity like the PGA Tour and then a brand new upstart like Liv, normally what we know from the tech world is that the big entity buys the small entity. Sure. But that's not what this is. This is a 100% merger between the two. And the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund is now prepared to invest billions of new capital into this new golf. Billions with a B? Billions with a B into this new golf entity. And so here is that same commissioner, Jay Monahan, yesterday. I recognize everything that I've said in the past in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. And anytime I've said anything, I said it with the information I had at that moment. And I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. And so I accept those criticisms, but circumstances do change. And I think that, you know, in looking at the big picture and looking at it this way, that's what got us to this point. So all those players that left, mm-hmm. here's the crazy part. So they really were pushing on loyalty and uh, morality for the players to stay in the PGA. There were players that left, big players that left. Phil Mickelson left for $200 million. The crazy thing is the players that left and got that money get to come back with that money. The players that Ooh. stayed don't. They don't get any sort of massive uptick in uh, in cash flow. Damn. And yesterday, Phil Mickelson only tweeted a link to the merger story, and all he wrote was, 
awesome day today. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is there a chance that any of the, the, the players who are in the league right now are just going to dip? There's nowhere to dip. Yeah. You, you would... No, like, let's just say maybe to make a statement or whatever, I guess, but then where are you going to go? It, there's, it, no, there's nowhere to go. It yeah. would have to be one of the big names. And quite frankly, the big name being, well, Tiger, Tiger Woods? is yeah, not, not is he, well, he's also just old now, right? He's not prime he, Tiger anymore. No. Right. So, yeah. man, so that's, it is a crazy story. Crazy story. This man. is like when back in the day, WWE bought WCW. Yes. Yes. I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Phil Mickelson's going to walk in with an NWO yeah. shirt on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh-oh. What? Mike Pence has officially launched his bid to run for the president of the United States. I have long believed to whom much is given, much will be required. My family and I have been blessed beyond measure with opportunities to serve yes, this you nation. Have. And it'd be easy to stay on the sidelines. Oh. But that's not how I was raised. That's why today, before God and my family, yes, I'm announcing I'm running for president of the United States. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's going to be interesting country. about this is this is the first time since 1940 when a vice president is going to be in competition for the nomination from the president that he served because Trump's also running and Pence are also running. And so those two are going to go head to head in the primaries. Does this which, bring back memories for you? Of what? Of 1940? Well, when when Jack Garner was going up against Freddie Roosevelt? Well, is that like a, t- like a cool moment for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> is there a witness at all? <laughs> no, bring back no memories. Anyway. <laughs> First time that's happened. Those two are, you know, dead. oh my god, it's gonna oh. get so ugly. Oh, so they, ugly. They're gonna, like, it's oh. dirty, is what oh. it's gonna be. It's gonna be so dirty. Got so much on each other. Uh, I know. Right? Oh, and Trump's just gonna call him a load. Like, yeah, oh my, yeah. it's gonna, it is going to be so ugly. Yo, that was your man's, and now you're just like rolling, rolling <laughs> over on him, bro. It's not good, man. It's not good for anybody. Nobody wins in all this. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tom Holland got a brand new Apple TV miniseries called The Crowded Room, uh, which was very difficult to do. It revolves very much around uh, mental health, and he was one of the producers on the show and uh, uh, announced in a new interview that he's actually taking some time off following the show because it was so difficult. You know, I really enjoyed it. I I loved the learning curve of becoming a producer. I'm no stranger to hard work. I've always sort of lived by this idea that hard work is good work. Um, And I really enjoyed it. But then again, the show did break me. There did come a time where I was sort of was like, I need to have a break. I disappeared. I went to Mexico for a week and had some time on a beach and lay low. Uh, And I'm now taking a year off. And, you know, that is a result of how difficult this show was. Wow. A year. So any plans of playing Spider-Man for anything Marvel-related, <laughs> on hold. Well, also because there's no writers, right? Yeah. So it's the perfect time for somebody to uh, to take a break. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Catherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo got together uh, for a chat with Variety. I love when they do these. Never thought that I would see these two get together just sitting around talking about Grey's Anatomy. Don't they hate each other? Uh, I thought they did. I thought everybody hated um, uh, Catherine Heigl. Well, this was 55 minutes of them laughing together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start with what do you want to know? What's more interesting to Grey's fans? Uh, how the show almost didn't uh, get to air and how they wanted to change the name? Or do you want to hear them talking about what they used to use as human parts in those scenes uh, for surgery? 
Uh, the name thing. The name really? thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh-huh. well, hey, we'll do both. Uh, go number one. Remember they changed the name? They tried to change the name. Do you remember that day on set? No. That is a, a day I really remember because the mood on set was like, oh, they're, well, they're going to change the name of the show to Complications. And it was just <laughs> oh, like somebody God. had died. And it, everybody on set felt stupid that we've been working right? so hard. We love this show so much. And if they change the name to this, it'll never go. It's a horrible title. And it was just this <laughs> yeah. collective, like, mourning on set. Yeah. But that only lasted for a day or two. I don't even, yeah, that's, back. like, I don't quite remember that. But I just remember them, like, it was. It felt like the, the network or the studio, somebody didn't quite like what we were doing. Yes. And it was unclear if they were even going to air it. And then they did, and just what you said happened, and then we had to go to Upfronts. And everything had changed. And Happy we'll, to be here. This we'll is great. We'll be very nice and not name the executive who almost took Hold a nap it. on Shonda Rhimes. Oh. <laughs> we won't, I won't say it. I'm saying it, but he almost slept on Shonda Rhimes. No, almost it. didn't air that pilot. You yeah. can do your research and find out who yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Ross, quick to Google right now to see who the executive producers of the show was. Can you imagine? Oh, hey, did you watch the latest episode of Complications last night? Complications. <laughs> right? That's dumb. I don't know. I don't know who that was. What was the thing about, about the, bo- uh, the body? Okay, so because it was all surgeries, right? That's yeah. what I used to love about Grey's. That it was all surgeries, all surgeries. And so exactly how they did those, because it looks very realistic when, like, their hands are in there. Uh-huh. But what exactly was that? We used a lot of real animal parts yeah. in oh. the surgeries back in the day. And what happens is after hours and hours and hours under the lights, you know, it obviously starts to smell terrible. Oh, God. You're wearing a mask, <laughs> so that helps. But? But it's just not the most pleasant experience. And your feet are tired. <laughs> And you're staring at this cow heart and bowel, and it's just like, Brains. yeah, it's. It I just was, remember by like, I want to say season two, it we would become so desensitized to it in a way that we would like take our second meal and we'd be standing on our marks, like yeah. eating like like ramen <laughs> over the cow intestines. They'd be like, okay, we're ready to go, and you'd be like, okay, thank you so yeah. much. <sighs> nah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, if somebody can help me out, I'm looking for a place in the city. I've been Googling all morning pictures of uh, what they call an Irish spice bag. Irish spice bag? Yeah. You ever seen this? No. No? Tell me what it is. So an Irish spice bag is like what you get at like takeout places in Ireland. And they they serve it in a paper bag that you then put on a table and tear open. Mm -hmm. But inside an Irish spice bag is like deep fried chicken pieces French fries, onions and peppers, and spices, and then they give you a curry sauce on the side to drizzle over it once you open the bag. Oh, what? Hold on, Irish bro. Spice Google bag Irish spice bag. All, all, all morning, I've been looking at these things online. They Irish look so good. If you can get one in the city, somebody tell me where I can get an Irish spice bag, and don't say my mom makes one because I'm not going to your house. <laughs> my, my mom makes one. <laughs> Uh, Are you looking at pictures of them? Yeah, it looks amazing. Hold on. Right? Is this not the coolest thing ever? I might, make, I might make one tonight. Yo, you going to bring the, some in? Get the deep fryer My out. stepmom, Donna, is Irish. She'll do it for you. Does she know how to make an Irish spice bag? She knows how to do everything Irish. Don't start um, chefing up uh, your stepmom's services if you don't know if she's capable. You know what I'm saying? We'd love Lauren? to have you over. No, I'm not going to your Please. house. I literally just said that. 
We're there I'm not this going, weekend. I'm not going to your house. He wants it today, man. I want it today, Maury. There's a couple of places like near to. Does it not look amazing Mazamoka though? Mazamoka headquarters. And, and I'm I'm like so down with serving something in a paper bag that you then just chuck on a table and tear the paper bag open and yes. eat it that way. Wait, how did you find out about this? Like, I don't know. I saw a picture it? and I was like, "What is this?" And then somebody was like, "It's an calling? Irish, it's an Irish spice bag." And I'm like, first of all, great name, great name." Who are you calling, Maury? I was trying to call Donna, my stepmom, who's Irish. He just not, said... I'm not going to your house, You're going to put Maury. the guy in an awkward position to tell your stepmom no. It's no. Not, it's not awkward because I'm just saying no. She's not answering. She knows. Yeah, she's listening, she's listening. right now. She knows she's not answering. Answer the phone, Donna. No, she's not going to answer the phone. Don't what answer the phone, Donna. Hello? Hi, it's Maury. Hi, Maury. <laughs> Do you know how to make an Irish spice bag? Uh, for tea? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Never mind. <Yeah>. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, you have some clips in there, Mocha. The uh, New York City mayor and then uh, an ABC meteorologist talking about this uh, smoke in New York City. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. It looked like Mad Max Fury Road, bro. I thought they were filtered. Catherine showed me a picture last night. She's like, you see New York? And I'm like, I don't trust anything on social media. That looks like a filter to me. And then somebody I follow and know was like standing on their balcony filming. And it was just like with their phone. And I was like, oh, my God. Same thing. There's two photographers out of New York that I follow on IG. I didn't believe it at first. And one of them, I messaged him. And I was like, hey, did you add anything to these? He was like, no, these are like raw from my phone. Crazy. What the city looks like right now. So the air quality in New York City was the worst in the world yesterday. So here is a little bit from uh, uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. But this is an unprecedented event in our city, and New Yorkers must take precaution. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation has issued an air quality health advisory for all five boroughs. Our team is coordinating and Deputy First Deputy Mayor uh, Sheena Wright will go into that coordination. But at the moment, we recommend vulnerable New Yorkers stay inside. And all New Yorkers should limit outdoor activity to the greatest extent possible. Crazy. Damn. So there's more than 400 wildfires burning in Canada and Quebec. Um, more than 150 were burning yesterday with more than 110 considered uh, out of control. Um, here is uh, ABC meteorologist uh, Ginger Z. The Environmental Protection Agency has been monitoring this type of air quality since 1999. This is the worst we have seen since records began. So it's bad. It is beyond that unhealthy where you actually do need a mask. So uh, I just I checked this morning of uh, the worst cities uh, in the world uh, for air quality. And New York City is still number one. Uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh is number two. Detroit, Michigan is number three. Tel Aviv, Israel is number four. And uh, Kolkata, India is number five. Canada the other day. Uh, Toronto was number three, but we have since now dropped to 63. So, wow. so big improvement, although it's going to be, like you said Still. earlier, coming and going and coming yeah. and going. But uh, we were up there at uh, at number three and have since dropped Terrible. To, to 63. What is, it, there, what is it, Maury? Oh. What's that? We even made uh, Dude with Signs Instagram. What did he where say? Where he said he held up his sign. He was like, Canada WTF. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know them fires. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Roy McElroy, who is arguably one of the biggest golfers in the entire world, he was one of the golfers who decided to stay with the PGA and not go to live. He says that he was never formally offered any amount of money to go uh, and play for the Saudis, but the rumor out there was that it was five hundred million dollars. Wow, that was the rumor. He says that he was never formally offered anything, but he still he stayed loyal to uh to the pga and now he's got some real thoughts uh now that uh, the pga and live have merged and he sort of feels like a sacrificial lamb listen to this it's hard to it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know feeling like i've put myself out there and this is what happens again removing myself from the situation i see how this is better for the game of golf there's no denying that but for me as an individual yeah i there's just gonna have to be conversations that are had so what happens to all the players that did leave and took hundreds of millions of dollars who are now able to just sort of like walk back in like yo what's up guys miss yeah. me what yeah. happens to those Long guys time no see. yeah rory how you doing how's the family so rory has opinions We're on that get a beer after the game <laughs> you're paying <laughs> You got first thousand rounds. <laughs> so here's Rory McIlroy. Like I, there, there still has to be consequences to actions. You know, the people that left the PGA Tour irreparably harmed this tour, started litigation against it. We can't just welcome them back in. Like, that's not going to happen. And I think that was the one thing that Jay was trying to get across yesterday. Is like, guys, we're not just going to bring these guys back in and pretend like nothing's happened. Like, that is not going to happen. I think it might. Uh-huh. Do you think... A group of them are going to try to get together and create, like, another league? No, the only thing that they could do is go on strike. Mm. Right? That's the that's like their the sort LGA, of... Like the LGA, the larger golf association? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, they could. Uh, I get, No, I don't even think they would be allowed to do that because it's still all under contract. Um, but I think that what they would have to do is I think striking is the is the only sort of recourse. Can they? Are that they, they union? They're allowed to. You can. They can. They can not play. They can't play anywhere else, but they can they cannot play. Yo, a bunch of them should leave and create like the NWO, come back as the NWO. That's what that's already who's coming back is the guys that went off to live. The outsiders. Yes. <laughs> right? Coming back to cause Alex. All those guys. And you know, like you know, like Phil Mickelson should show up at that first PGA tournament yeah. in jeans. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? C- cigar hanging yeah, out of his yeah, mouth. Just like <laughs> Change everything, like screw everything. Yeah. Your dress code, your Yo. stupid rules. Uh, a can of uh, black spray paint. He's gonna uh, spray on all the the backs of the golfers. Just L I V. Everything, everything. They should do that, man. L I V for life. <laughs> uh, anyways, so that's what's going on right now. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Apparently, Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello have split again. Again, no. again. But they just got I back don't together. Know. They reportedly called it quits. Sean twenty four, Camila twenty five. They did get back together six weeks ago, but they have, yeah, uh, according to the Sun, some source who apparently knows them very well, 
said that uh, in reality, both of them know that they aren't right for each other romantically, and now they just want to move on. So I, mm. I guess it was like, hey, hey, do we give it one more shot kind of thing? Sure. And, can't hit on them for that. I don't know. I think they'll still be like forever best friends. You think so? No I, way. That doesn't work. That never works. Best what a friends? mistake. The two of them, like they, nah. no, I no. think they'll be best friends. No. First of all, boys and girls should not be best friends. I'm just saying that right now. That might be a controversial statement, but you can't get in. You, like if she goes off and is with somebody else and she's like, oh, Sean, he's my best friend. It's not going to work out with the new guy. Yeah. It's you not, have girls it's not, that are best friends, don't no, you? No, I do not. No? Why nope. are you putting that out there? You Why are you throwing that on me? No, I do I'm not. the question, no? But you <clears throat> no. know he doesn't. No. I have two friends. <laughs> Carl two. Carl Frank. There you go. Yeah, I have sure. two friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> They're real, by the way. He said that the, recently someone said they'll sound like the two most made-up names in the world. Carl and Frank. No, they're good guys, too. They're, yeah, they're good guys, and they're real. Uh-huh. Sure. Yep, they are real. When was the last time you talked to them? Either of them. Um, I don't... Um, eh. Like in real life. Like Oh, like face-to-face? Yeah. Face? yeah, face-to-face. More. Have they ever been to the cabin? Yes. Um... Face to face. Was uh, anyone else there at the cottage when they were there? No. How convenient. <laughs> no witnesses. <laughs> no one can verify. No. The existence of Carl and Frank. No. Were you awake? <laughs> <laughs> They're real, damn it. Okay. They are real. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Kim Kardashian uh, admitted uh, in the most recent episode of The Kardashians that she is a lights off kind of gal when it comes to uh, the bedroom. So she was having a conversation with Scott Disick and they were talking about uh, how awesome it is that Cher, who's 77, is dating uh, that guy, A.E., who's 36. And they were talking about like just body positivity and everything else. And then Kim made the revelation that, uh, no, man, it's lights out. Are you dying? For a share in AE. Absolute. It's the best there thing. There was I've ever a seen. report saying they were seen making out. I'm at a sure party. there was. She's killing it still. I would just oh. feel insecure. Oh. Well, maybe she's just secure or has the lights off. Secure. I huh? pretty much have the lights off now. What? <laughs> oh. You're a lights off kind of girl. Is that true? Kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. But then I can, like, walk out of a photo shoot with, like, a hundred people working on set. I can walk out, like, in a thong. But if it's, like, you're there with me, I'm like, wait, don't look at me. Turn the lights off! I would put a blindfold on. Like the one with the horses? We're in New York. I'll tell you right now, he's hitting that hard. Oh, my God. So, Scott Disick. That's a weird conversation to have with your yeah. on-again, off-again brother-in-law. Yeah, I know. It is weird. Right? Also, he said secure. Yeah. Right? So, boys? Yeah. What? You guys? Me? Lights oh, it doesn't, doesn't oh. bother me at all. I don't care. One way or the other. It's usually lights off because it's nighttime. Uh-huh. Um, but I've never, I've, I've never bothered. It's never bothered me because sometimes it's the, during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, and what do you do? You like you can't turn the sun off. No. Oh, you just close the blinds, <clears throat> close the door. Ah. Close the blinds, close the door. Then it just looks, I don't know. What, like a prison? Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think if the sun is out, let the sun shine. Sure. You know, Why like not? I'm not? Yeah, no, no. You, you, uh, Shem? <gasps> I think it just depends. Depends on? Like you're getting mood. up and you're closing the blinds and the door. 
Oh, I set that up ahead of time. Oh. What, like, know, a, like, like a trap? Like, like if I know. A trap <laughs> yeah, like a like <laughs> not a trap. What do you mean you set that up? <laughs> <laughs> Just prepare. Why is that dark in here? It's uh, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Just like, like if business isn't going to happen, you look weird, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Why, why are you sitting in an apartment in the dark all day, man? Like, what's going on with you? Hey, man, light bills are expensive. So, so, it, like, so, just do you case. just follow the lead of whoever you're with at the time? Then is Ye- that? Yeah. You yeah. don't have a preference personally. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I don't care. The only thing I don't like is music. Like, get that out of the way. I don't like music. You don't like music? No, me neither. During really? No. Why? No. I me up, neither. I end up like singing it, it like <sighs> you know during and yeah oh you start singing the song yeah or or because you can't you just can't help yourself right? or or moving to yeah the beat. It, it messes with your tempo it, right it, this is what i'm saying yes oh, right? i yes, understand it's not, it's not good because if you're feeling the rhythm yeah you may yeah. change your Be- rhythm because if you're not in tune with the song you look like you have no rhythm and oh. if the song switches on you it throws off your yes your rhythm and that uh, whole, whole messes everything yes up. uh damn it maury do you have a lie to contribute uh to this conversation no but i'll just, i'll take if lights on off like you you gotta go quick <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Hey, let's start off with R.I.P. Sheik. Oh, buddy. Iron Sheik, wrestling legend. My heart broke. OG Jabroni, Slayer. Yeah. Um, Iron Sheik passed away. How old really, is he again? Really, uh, 81 or something like that, yeah. I guess. Uh, but uh, but Sheiky was uh, the one who helped launch Hulkamania. Back in 1984, he was the one that had the belt that uh, gave it up to Hulk Hogan, and the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear The Rock, uh, who's a big fan of the Iron Sheik? His his dad, Rocky Johnson, uh, wrestled with Sheik back in the day. Yes. We lost a pro wrestling legend today, the Iron Sheik. And um, I just want to say, well, a few things. Most importantly, I want to send my, uh, my love and my support, my strength, my light, uh, my mana and my condolences to the Iron Sheik's family, who I consider Ohana. They are a family of ours, too, as well. And I want to play one more thing from The Rock because he brings up the fact that he has been credited with popularizing the term jabroni. Right. Which he talked about this before, where yeah. he was like, no, 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 no. Like, I may have made it popular during my run with the WWE, but it was really the Iron Sheik who said that word a lot, and I took it from him. Yes. I borrowed the term jabroni, you know, and the rock says, you jabroni, shut your mouth and know your role. Oh, I use that word, that jabroni, and by the way, jabroni became a fixture in lexicon. I believe it's in the Webster's Dictionary now, and they give me credit for it. No, no, no. The truth is, all the credit goes to the Iron Sheik, because that was his word, he used it, I just happen to come along and, you know, start saying it in my promos. Thank you, Iron Sheik, for the memories. You are a legend. You will be missed, but never forgotten. Back in uh, 2013, on the Razamoka show, the Iron Sheik visited. Was it 2013? Yeah. Wow. Put me in the camel clutch and everything. <laughs> um, and Such a hothead, too. We talked to the Iron Sheik back Such in 2013 about jabronis. Yes. Oh, did we? Yeah. Who's the uh, Who's the biggest jabroni you worked with back in the day? Well, the biggest jabroni uh, I've uh, working with Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Wow. What made him such a jabroni? He's a jabroni because the man self 
he sell himself for the money and he have sex with somebody else. He's a, a like prostitute. What if I said to you that the Ultimate Warrior is a huge fan of this show and he's listening right now? And right now you could say anything you wanted to the Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior, everybody know about Aaron Sheik. But I wish I can see you sometimes till I can beat the f*** you and I make you humble and I even make you more humble. Go yourself and have a good day. All right. <laughs> and I guess it was his nephews that took over Shiki's uh, Twitter account in the last like couple of years and just made it legendary, right? Yeah. Like people like Hulk Hogan was trending yesterday because everybody was going F Hulk Hogan yeah. because that's just, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Like the guy was the guy he had to hear about it all day. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Iron Sheik, what a legend, uh, such a part of uh, our childhoods and everything else. And, uh, uh, just such a character, just like an unbelievable commitment uh, to character, which uh, I always love. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Niall Horn was doing an interview with uh, Apple Music's Zane Lowe, where uh, he gives some sort of update on if there is conversations about a possible 1D reunion. Really? Whenever it pops up in a feed, and it's generally around you coming back or... Like most recently when James did his last show, of course, everyone's like, is this going to be the reunion? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be the big send off for James in the Late Late Show, James Corden? When you see that, knowing what you know and only the boys know and Mm. what we don't know, (laughs) you know no one's had that conversation. (laughs) Does a little part of you get excited by that or is a little part of you get a little bit like, oh, God, man, like, are they talking? Like, am I behind on that? Like, what what do you think? When, you, when people start talking about something as a possibility that the reality couldn't be further from that truth. Oh, you just, uh, it's not like it's ever stopped. You know, like the Corden one is just a, a, a big moment in... A long line of A long line conversations. of, yeah. Um, it's, uh, in most interviews, I'll, get, I'll talk about it in... Yeah, so it's not, it's not like it's ever stopped. It's just like uh, the conversation hasn't happened. The, the answer's still the same. Yeah. Like the conversation hasn't happened. We speak regularly. Yeah. But that conversation hasn't happened. God knows what it it ends up being. It could be like it could be like the friends reunion. <laughs> it could be a whole tour. You don't you God knows what it is, but it no, it hasn't been spoken about, so what an impact One Direction made because I think we are now at the point where we've had more years without One Direction than we did. Mm-hmm with One Direction, and people are still asking about a potential for a reunion or anything like that. I don't know. I think that it's fun for people to just want the reunion. I don't know if the reunion is that wanted, to be honest with you. Which reunion would you rather, Spice Girls or 1D? Either. Neither. The weird thing with 1D is that as soon as they broke up, people started talking about a reunion. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it was 10 years and then they were like, hey, you guys should get together. Like, the day after they split... People were like, are you ever getting back together? Like there was no period, yeah. right? Huh. There was, there Some was, of us hate each other. Yeah, there was no period in there where there wasn't talk yeah. of, a, of, a, of a reunion. There was no time that went by where fans were like, 
missed them as a group. It was instantaneous. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's just fun for people to do uh, as opposed to there is a legitimate giant desire for a One Direction reunion. I really don't. I, I really don't think it is the thing that they think it is. Yeah. I really. And, and, and listen, I love 1D, right? Saw them live a couple times. What? They're fine. They're mm-hmm. great. But, you know, I, I, for Harry Styles to go into a 1D reunion is a colossal step oh, backwards. Yeah. yeah, he would never. Like, it's, a, it's just such a huge step back. It's the same thing for Justin Timberlake and NSYNC reunion, right? It'd be a huge step back for him. Well, at this point, I disagree. What? Yeah. For JT? Yeah. I think, I think it's a step forward if JT did it at this point. I really do. Oh. Listen, Harry Styles right now is at the top of oh, his of game. Course. Yeah, I agree. I agree on right? Harry for like, sure. Like at the top of his game. And it's it's the it's the relationship with the songs. Like I think there will be a time, like what happens to a lot of actors or a lot of singers, where Justin Timberlake will come around to loving the NSYNC songs again, mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. may get some sort of own personal nostalgia out of the idea of singing those live again. He's not there yet. Harry Styles is definitely not yeah. there. You think he's going to go from doing his catalog to doing 1D on songs? on a worldwide tour for like two years. Yeah. He doesn't want to do 1D songs? Yeah. No, it's not happening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.